0: But Psalm 33, verse number 12, if you're there, say amen. It said, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord and the people whom he hath chosen for his own inheritance. The Lord looketh from heaven. He beholdeth all the sons of men. From the place of his habitation he looketh upon all the inhabitants of the earth. He fashioneth their hearts alike. He considereth all their works. There is no king saved by the multitude of a host, And a mighty man is not delivered by much strength. A horse is a vain thing for safety. Neither shall he deliver any by his great strength. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy, to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waiteth for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our heart shall rejoice in him because we've trusted in his holy name. Let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us, according as we hope in thee. Let's pray to Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you again for this morning. Thank you, Lord, for being so good to us, Lord. Thank you for providing a place, God, that we can come together, we can worship. God, we can, uh, Lord, just bring our hearts and our minds before you, our needs and, God, our wants and our desires We just thank you, God, for a place where we believe in unison, God. We believe, uh, Lord, the truths of God's Word. And, God, that which is, uh, Lord, uh, amongst us, and, Lord, that which is what we cling to is, God, what unites us this morning. I'm so thankful this morning to go to a place and go to a church, Lord, that you attend yourself. Lord, it's not just in the songs that we sing and the things that we talk about. But, Lord, we truly believe, Lord, we're in your presence this morning. And, God, that you meet with us and you help us. We ask you, Lord, this morning that you speak to our hearts directly. God, deal with us on a personal level this morning. Lord, I need help just as much as the person next to me and as much as the person listening this morning. And I pray, Lord, this morning you just work on our hearts. Lord, if there's anybody here this morning that doesn't know you as their personal Lord and Savior, I pray, Lord, that this morning, God, would be the great day. God, you'd save them by your grace. We ask you, Lord, this morning you continue to bless our church, continue to help our church. God, help us to realize, Lord, it's not of our strength, it's not of our might but it is the very work of God that is going on in this place. Well, we love you, we thank you, and we'll give you all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. If you haven't yet this morning, uh, on Tuesday you need to go vote. We live in America, we are a democratic republic, we vote every so often, and I think it's something every Christian ought to do. But oftentimes when we get to this mindset of voting and you say, well preacher, is this about to be a political message because you're not supposed to preach about politics behind the pulpit. Because if you do so, preacher, we might lose our 501c3 tax-free exempt status. Can I say this When I think the definition of a hireling is somebody who will only either do something for money or won't do something in case they're afraid they're gonna lose money. Can I say this morning, if it's in the book, if it God puts it in my heart, if it's it's found in the scriptures, this morning, I don't care what the government says. I don't care what politicians say. I'm gonna preach what God puts in my heart this morning. Well, preacher, what if we lose our tax exempt status? Listen, I serve a God who can split a sea. I serve a God who can make walls come crumbling down. I serve a God who can go fishing and make gold coins come out of the fish's mouth. Well, preacher, what are we gonna do if we lose our status? I guess we're gonna go fishing, amen. We're going to find some more of those fishes that got gold coins in their mouth. Can I say this morning, if, it's, if we're going to stick with the book, listen, they're already debating it in the halls of Congress to remove that from the church's uh, ability to not have to pay taxes on the price. I'm not concerned with all that this morning. I'm concerned whether or not I'm going to give an account to God this morning for what I preach. But this morning, I want to preach on this thought of some election day reminders. Some election day reminders Reminders, oftentimes we we think about elections, we think about our country, and we look at verse number 12, and we see, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, and no doubt that is our heart, and that is our desire to have a nation that is hungering and thirsting and desiring the things of God, but if we're going to be real this morning, and if we're going to look at it with real eyes this morning, we can't look at America and say, America as a whole is a nation that is hungering and thirsting after the things of God and in reality verse number 12 in its context is alluding to the nation of Israel who was God's chosen people who God had given them their laws and regulations we read our Bibles we know until the days of King Saul Israel was what we call a theocracy they were governed and led by God Their rules and their regulations, the law that which they lived by was not debated in the halls of legislation and then brought before them. It was written by the very hands of God. God told them what to do and what not to do. And when they did that which God told them to do, when they refrained from that which God told them not to do, they were blessed. They enjoyed the goodness and the blessings of God. But when they disobeyed and when they strayed away and when they walked away from God, they placed themselves in a place of judgment and though in its context it's dealing with the nation division no doubt the application can be made to our country and though we may not be there today there was a time in our country's history where we were a nation that was founded upon the truths of God's word you read our historical documents you read our declaration of independence you read our constitution and it lines up with the word of God why? Those men who wrote it, those men who penned it were men of faith. They were men who believed that God had something greater for our country. Matter of fact, some of the first ones ever come over onto this soil. We were talking about in Sunday school this morning about some, if we had that time, we'd go and find those who came over first and one of the young kids said, I'd like to find the first Americans who discovered America. I said, well, technically they weren't Americans yet. They were British and Spaniards and all that wonderful stuff and, and we were talking about that. I said, but those that came over, they came seeking a place where they could worship God without the interference of the government, without the interference of the state. Even George Washington, we've seen the painting. He's standing on the front of the boat and they're crossing over the Delaware River and we know it as the crossing of The Delaware. We know it was something significant in our nation's history, but if you read Washington's own personal journal, he doesn't give himself the credit. He doesn't build himself up, but rather he says the fact that it worked was because there was a divine intervention from a thrice holy God. We see here this morning our nation was founded on these things, and no doubt we desire that this morning, but the America that you and I live in is a far cry from that. Will we ever return to a country like that now? The word of God says, the angel of the Lord said unto Mary, for there's nothing impossible with God, but if we're resting our hopes and our desires for America to get back to what it used to be, if we're pinning all that on of those that we'll vote for on Tuesday, we are missing what God has called us to do. I really don't think America's spiritual problems will be solved in the White House or on the Capitol or even in the Supreme Court. America's spiritual problems will be decided and discerned and done in the house of God. Can I say this morning, we ought not to put all our hope into a legislative, we ought not to put all our hope in a senator and a representative. Our hope is in the Lord this morning, but we as individual believers, blood-washed, born-again Christians, you and I ought to go and do the work that God has called us to do. But this morning, I want to preach on this thought of election day reminders, our country's burden, our country's direction, our country's outcome This morning depends on every Christian living their life boldly for the Lord Jesus Christ. Every Christian can be encouraged no matter the outcome of Tuesday's results by remembering the following truths. Well, I'm glad this morning when everything else falls apart, there's a truth that you and I can hold on to that's never gonna crumble, it's never gonna falter, it's never gonna fall apart this morning. But notice number one this morning. Number one, first election day reminder. Whoever wins isn't the ultimate answer. Whoever wins isn't the ultimate answer. Look at verse number sixteen this morning of Psalm thirty-three. It says, "There is no king saved by the multitude of a host. A mighty man is not delivered by much strength. A horse is a vain thing for safety. Neither he deliver any by his great strength." Let me ask you a real serious question, it's a real personal question this morning. Who in here loves political ads? <laughs> Yeah, I got the same response you get from me. I mean, it's one thing if there was just one place. They ought to make a bulletin board where nobody goes, and that's where everybody places their political ads. If you want to go see it, you can go there. But no, where we live in, they are everywhere. You cannot do anything without having a political ad either coming to your ears or before your eyes or on the TV, they're on the radio. You even get the mail. They'll send them in the mail. I didn't ask for that. I don't want that. They'll even text you tell you who to vote for. There's billboards, there's signs everywhere. And sometimes I have to ask myself, has there ever been a person who was on their way to the polls and said, you know what? I'm voting for them because I've seen their sign on the side of the road. I've seen those people standing out there shouting and saying, vote for them. Can I say this one? I I don't think it's ever changed anybody's mind after reading a flyer. I don't think I've ever said, oh, wow. I didn't know that. I'm not going to vote for them now. (laughs) Can I say, especially if it's coming from the opposing party, whether it's Republican or Democrat, can I say, well, you just got to do your own research nowadays. You can't just take what people tell you anymore. But the candidate of both sides often is thought of the one who's going to preserve and save America. They are elevated to a superhero status. I have to vote for them because if I don't, America's going down the drain. I have to vote for them because they are the only ones who can fix the problem. Yet God's word tells us no matter who wins, they're not the ultimate answer. They're not the one who's gonna fix everything. They're not the one who's gonna solve everything. They're not the one who's gonna make every problem into a solution. Why, preacher, notice what the Lord says in verse number 16. The winner doesn't have enough power alone by themselves to do it. Verse 16 says, no king is saved by the multitude of a host." I read this morning a statistic that said as of Friday in Georgia, 2.4 million votes have already been cast in this election cycle. They've already cast 2.4 million. Even if all 2.4 million of those went to the same candidate and everybody that voted on Tuesday went to the same candidate, they had a unanimous decision that this is who this is gonna be and represent our our state in Congress, they still don't have enough power to fix everything. Even if they had the whole state behind them. You got to realize this morning that everybody in Israel loved Saul. Why? He stood head and shoulders above the rest of Israel. He had the look. He had the the swagger. He had the smarts. He had the ability. Everybody loved Saul. Yet Saul was not the answer for Israel. God was. It's not the responsibility of elected officials to point America back to God alone, but of every Christian We think they're gonna change everything. They're gonna do wonderful things. Can I say this morning, it is our responsibility. The great commission was given to every believer this morning. It is you and I's responsibility to point people to the one who has all power to fix the real problems that we have. Notice number one this morning, whoever wins, the ultimate is not the answer. They don't have enough power by alone. But notice this, misplaced faith only leads to loss. Look at verse number 17. A horse is a vain thing for safety. I say amen to that, amen, I've been on them. Ain't nothing safe about them. (laughs) Drive you underneath the tree to throw you off. All those kind of things. But you could say this morning, and I'm not trying to change the word of God here this morning, but you could say it this way. A horse or you could say a donkey or an elephant is a vain thing for safety. If our hope and our safety is found in anybody else outside of the Lord this morning, it is a vain thing. Well, what does that mean, preacher? A falsehood, a disappointment. If our faith is in anybody else but the Lord, mark it down, you'll be disappointed. They will not be who you expected them to be they will not do what you expect them to do Psalm 118 verses 8 and 9 said it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man verse 9 said it is better to trust in the Lord than put confidence in princes can I say this morning if we think simply because now listen elections are are important elections are necessary they're needed in our country and there are results from those this morning but if we're expecting this to fix everything we're going to be sadly mistaken we're going to miss out on what the Lord really wants us to do. Anytime your trust is placed in the mere ability of man, you will always be let down. You'll always be let down. Can I say this morning, vote for the candidate who lines up with what you believe. And nowadays, it's easy to figure that out. It's easy to see that it is we are such, at such a place in our country that th- those that are on this side so oppose everything about God and those who are on this side, at least they say, I believe this about God and I I believe this to be true. Can I say this one? I have a hard time. I, I Listen, here we're, we're fixing to lose a 501c3 right here. I have a hard time calling a man a reverend who does not care about the innocence of life. I have a hard time calling a man a reverend who's for same-sex marriage. I have a hard time calling a man a reverend who does not stand on the truths of God's word. (laughs) I wouldn't vote for him to be my pastor nor my politician. Time to go fishing, y'all. We gotta go find some tax money. And Herschel Walker ain't perfect either, amen? But he's come out public and say he's for life. Listen, if you got that right, (laughs) I'm for you. Hey man, if you are for, if you'll protect those who can't protect themselves, you'll protect anybody. But notice here: vote for the candidate who lines up with what you believe in. But put your trust in the Lord this morning. Put your trust in the Lord. I don't think Herschel Walker's gonna save America. I don't think Brian Kemp's gonna save America. I don't think anybody else that is in elected position is gonna save America. There's only one person who can make a genuine, real change in America, and it's the one that sits up high and looks down low. He's the Lord of Lords, and he's the King of Kings, and can I say, I'll vote Tuesday, but there's one who's already got my vote, and he's got all my trust, and his name is Jesus this morning. Let me ask you this morning, who's your faith in? The candidate or Christ? Who's your faith in this morning? The candidate of Christ. Number one, whoever wins isn't the ultimate answer. Notice number two, the Lord is still on the throne. The Lord is still on the throne. I'm trying to be, I'm not trying to rush this morning, but I've been in Miss Holly's shoes this morning. It's soaking wet outside. There's a room full of kids, and typically that is the antidote to, 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 to fidgety kids is, y'all listen, pay attention, we'll go outside. But when there ain't no outside, sometimes it can get perilous back there. So we're gonna try our best to give Miss Holly a break this morning. But the Lord is still on the throne, number two, this morning, elections matter. Elections matter, just think three years ago. How different things were in our country. I'm not just talking about on a moral level this morning. I'm talking about gas was cheaper. Groceries were cheaper. Retirement funds were growing. Wages were going up. Crime was down. Moral issues were being defended and the lives of innocent children were being advocated for. What changed all that, preacher? An election. An election. Look where we are now and we're sitting here. When things change, so do the consequences. But thankfully this morning, I know one who never changes. I know the one who's same today, yesterday, and forever. How do you know he never changes? He told us he doesn't. Malachi 8, 6, for I'm the Lord. I change not this morning. I'm glad this morning there is a singular source that you and I can go to, and he'll always be the same this morning. If you need grace, he's got it. If you need mercy, he's got it. If you need forgiveness, he's got it. If you need help, he's got it. If you need strength, he's got it this morning. He's got everything you need this morning. How do I keep from becoming consumed, preacher? Remember, you belong to the one who never changes. Never changes. Notice this, his position hasn't changed. Look at verse number 13. The Lord looketh from heaven. He beholdeth all the sons. Preacher, does the Lord know where I am? Oh, yeah. He sees all of us at the same time. (laughs) I've got three kids running around the house. And I get nervous when I don't hear one of them. (laughs) Especially when it's the baby. Where's the baby at? (laughs) Where's the baby? But notice this morning: the Lord sees all of us. His position hasn't changed. I found this interesting, they call the president the leader of the free world. He's the leader of the free world, whoever the president of the United States is, they call him the leader of the free world. But notice this, I know one greater than him. That means, but he's got great power, he's got great means, the president has great authority. But I know one who's above him. He's ruler over all. <laughs> he's seated in heaven this morning. Here, He wasn't voted in, and his term has no limit this morning. I'm glad this morning that I know the one That never changes. His position hasn't changed. He's always been God, will always be God, and he's God right now this morning. And it doesn't matter, listen, no matter the outcome of Tuesday, God's still gonna be God. But notice his position hasn't changed, nor has his perception changed. Look at verse number 14. From the place of his habitation, he looked upon all the inhabitants of the earth. He fashioned their hearts alike. He considereth all their works. He sees it all. And he knows it all. You would think with all the depravity and sin and all that we've seen change in our country in the past three years, he would find somebody else to look to, he would find somebody else to work with, somebody else to bless, and yet here we are in 2022 in a country that seemingly lost its mind and yet you and I are still enjoying the goodness of God this morning. His purpose, his perception hasn't changed Why, preacher, he can't take all his eyes off who his son died for. (laughs) He don't love me and you because we're good. He loves me and you because his son was good. He don't love me and you because we're perfect. He loves us because his son was perfect. He doesn't love me and you because we paid for our own sins. He loves me and you because his son paid for ours. I'm glad this morning. I don't understand. I can't completely fathom it because I gotta go to bed at night. I sleep, I slumber, but God has never taken his eyes. Off of us this morning. He knows where we are. His position hasn't changed. His perception hasn't changed. But notice verse number 15, his purpose hasn't changed. He fashioneth their hearts alike. He considereth all their works. That word, that phrase, he considereth all their works means to discern, to judge, to bring into the balance to see what they're worth. Can I say one way or another, every man, every boy, every girl, every lady, every human being in one form or fashion will stand at judgment before God. Some will stand and give an account for their sin. Some will stand at the great white throne of judgment and try to plead with God on why they don't deserve to go to hell and God will say, depart from me, I never knew you. I'm glad this morning that's because of the grace of God, I'm never going to know what that's like. I'm never going to face that judgment this morning. But as a born-again believer, I have my own judgment I'm going to. You have your own judgment you're going to. It's the judgment seat of Christ. And we will not be judged for our sins. We will not be judged uh, for, for our wrongdoings. Those are, those are forgiven. They're blotted out. They're cast as far as the east is from the west. They're in the sea of forgetfulness. But you and I will be judged on what we did with our salvation. and what we did with the great gift of salvation that God gave to us and no doubt listen I'm a human being I watch things that take place on the news I get mad I get aggravated I want—I don't know how I want to fix the problems I don't know how to fix them I want to throw my remote at the TV I want to do all those kind of things you want to do (laughs) call them up give them a piece of my mind and God said it ain't all about that I didn't commission you to straighten them out I commissioned you to preach the gospel I commission you to share the gospel with them, to show them the love of Christ. If we're not careful, we'll be so consumed with being right on the moral issues and being better than now and being in a a higher place that we'll forget what God has called us to do. Can I say this morning, God didn't commission you and I to win a, a political election. He commissioned us to share the gospel and we'll give an account on how we did that and our heart behind that which we did for him. Listen, this morning, you may give an account for how you vote, but you definitely will give an account for what you did with so great a salvation when you stand before God. And can I say this morning, we must remember that no matter what happens Tuesday, the Lord is still on the throne, and he's the one who is the righteous judge. He's the one we'll stand before And every idle word, every phrase, every attitude, every action will be shown before us and we'll have to give God an account about it. Let me ask you this morning, will you just have a good voting record or will you have a good living record that I did what God told me to do? Number one, the one who wins isn't the ultimate answer. Number two, the Lord is still on the throne this morning. Then notice number three, our hope is in the Lord. Our hope is in the Lord this morning. Look at verse number 18. <laughs> oh, I thought preacher used to come and just bore us to death with politics and civics and all that wonder. I got something greater than all that. It's the Bible, amen? <laughs> Can I say this morning? One word out of this book will help you more than Fox News ever will. <laughs> It'll definitely help you a whole lot more than CNN and MSNBC and all them other ones will, Amen. I'd I'd rather just go with the Bible, amen. It's always right. But look at verse number 18. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him. Upon them that hope in his mercy to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in a famine. We're gonna finish out the chapter this morning. But there was a time in my Christian life where I was fearful if my side or those who I aligned with didn't win the election. Because I thought if somebody else got in charge and they didn't align with what I believed in and they didn't care about life and they didn't care about smart uh, economics, they didn't care about, then God was going to judge me because we didn't win the election. I, I lived that way for a lot of my life that, that God was going to pour his wrath out on me because of the choice of others. Well, we had to win, and if we didn't win, the world was gonna end. But it was a glad day in my life when I found out that simply wasn't the case, praise God. (laughs) Oh, can I say this morning, preacher, what are we gonna do if the Republicans don't win? Well, I'll probably just show up on Wednesday night and preach out of the Bible, worship the Lord, thank God for his grace, and enjoy the goodness of God. Preacher, but 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 but, 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 but they codify abortion and and all that kind of stuff. God's gonna get mad at us and God's gonna pour his wrath out on us. I didn't vote for that. I didn't support that. I wasn't for that. I didn't say that sounds like a good idea. I'm against that. And God knows that how look at verse number 18. He knows his own. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him. God knows who's his. God knows who his children are. He's not gonna accidentally mix you up in his wrath. <laughs> I'm glad this morning that my God is not like my dad was sometimes. Listen, my dad would get mad at one of us, right? He At the time, it would, well, he never spanked my sister because she was a princess. But <laughs> my brother would get up, me and my brother would get in trouble. One of us would while the other was innocent. <laughs> but we both got drug into it. And we were, we were giving spankings on credit for things we never did. But can I say this morning? The Lord's not like that. He's not going to hold you accountable for what somebody else does. Can I say this morning, this week, I had to make a tough decision. I had, I had to do a, a thing that my flesh didn't like. My flesh just wanted to appease and ignore. And God said, it ain't time for that. Here's the thing, what I, what I said and what I had to do was necessary and needed to be done, but I cannot control how the other person reacts to it, how the other person takes it. But notice here this morning, the Lord knows his own. He's not gonna accidentally mix you up in his wrath. How do you know? 1 Thessalonians 5, 9, for God hath not appointed you, us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm glad this morning he removed my appointment. <laughs> he, there was a day in my life Before April 3rd, 2015, I had an appointment with wrath. I had an appointment with judgment. I had an appointment before a thrice, holy God, for my sins. But the day I got saved, God said, that appointment, eh, he ain't gonna make that one. (laughs) He's gonna obtain salvation. I'm gonna make sure he gets to where he needs to be. God, the Lord knows his own. The The Lord takes care of his own too. Look at verse number 19. To deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in a famine. And I says, Well, I'm glad I'll never experience that second death. That eternal separation uh, from God in a place called hell where the worm dieth not, the fire is not quit. I'll never experience that. And I'm glad I'll never experience that second death the Bible talks about. But I'm also glad that God can take care of us in a famine. <laughs> God can take care of us in a famine. And preacher, what if what if those that we don't agree with, what if those who have no economical sense whatsoever? What if they win, preacher? And in inflation goes up, and everything becomes more expensive, and everything just gets worse than what it already does. I got a God who can take care of us <laughs> in the midst of a famine. Preacher, the prices are raising up all around. They are, Amen. I, I'm getting tired of going. I'm going to the grocery. I'm about to declare a fast. <laughs> it's cheaper, Amen. Nothing spiritual. It's just cheaper. <laughs> just don't eat, Amen. It's a whole lot cheaper. <laughs> I went to go make cheese dip. For the Georgia game yesterday. Not the Nebraska game. I can't eat when I watch Nebraska. <laughs> I went to the store, got some of that queso, Valvita queso blanco. It's terrible Spanish, but it's the best I got. Uh, chorizo and them tomatoes with the chilies in them. $20 for cheese dip, $5 for the chips. Man, this better be good. <laughs> I better not mess this up. It was good, but it was expensive. But everything's going up around us and everything, the prices of everything are beginning to raise. But look what the Lord has done at our church in the past month. we were able to send a check halfway around the world. The most we've ever given at one time. And God said, since you were faithful, I'll give it right back to you. God knows how to take care of his children in a, in a famine. Think about the nation of Israel down there in Egypt. The the decree was made. Death angels come and the firstborn's going to die. But the last time I read my Bible, I don't think none of those Israelites' firstborns died. Why? God knew how to take care of them. (laughs) Oh, they got underneath the blood. That's a whole other message in itself. Amen. How many glad that if you're under the blood, God knows how to take care of you, amen? You're his own this morning. The Lord knows how to take care of his own. Notice also, the Lord is my reason to rejoice. Look at verse number 20. Our soul waiteth for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our hearts shall rejoice in a Republican. For our hearts shall rejoice in him. Because we trusted in the political system. (laughs) We trusted in the candidate. No, it says we trusted in his holy name. Let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us according as we hope in thee. No matter the outcome of Tuesday, I'm going to rejoice. Why? Why? because I know who I'm trusting in. (laughs) I'm trusting in his name this morning. And here's the thing, his name's never let me down. His name's always got me through. You realize this morning, when when we close our prayers, what do we say? We pray this in the name of Jesus. That's not a conclusion. Right? That's not just something that sounds good. That's the how we get through to God, amen? Because on our own, in our own merit, in our own ability, you and I cannot do that. But yet when we come under the authority of the Son of God, that which has closed now has been rent open, the veil is torn. We're allowed to go in boldly before the throne of grace because we're going in the authority of the Son of God this morning. We're going in the authority of the name of Jesus this morning. His name will always get you through. But look at verse number 22. Let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us. Preacher, how are you going to rejoice? Because I still got mercy. <laughs> I still got mercy. Thank God for mercy no matter the situation. Amen. David said it this way in Psalm 23. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. No matter what happens, no matter where we go, no matter what we do, surely, Goodness and mercy shall be there. I was preaching to Brother Brian's and he quoted that verse. He said, I lived my Christian life for the longest thinking I had to slow down. I, 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 I had to wait for goodness and mercy to show up. He said, and I realized, no, they're already there. Me, me and you and I this morning, no matter what, no matter what takes place in our life, well, you and I cannot step outside of the goodness and the mercy of God this morning because we're saved for all eternity. No matter what happens, no matter how it turns out, No matter the the outcome, not just the election, but no matter the outcome of the doctor's appointment, no matter the outcome of the financial problem, no matter the outcome of being let go at your job, no matter the outcome of your family problems, surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. So we have a reason to rejoice this morning because we still have mercy. Let me ask you this morning, (laughs) will your party have to win Tuesday for you to rejoice will you rejoice because the Lord has already won I wanted to just give you three reminders this morning when it comes Tuesday if you haven't already voted you need to go vote Tuesday you need to vote right vote with those that line up with the word of God and what you believe this morning but don't let them become your savior don't let them become your all in all push the button (laughs) let it get counted or not turn it in do that what you know to do right and say Lord I I voted for who I thought was best but you're still my king and you're still my Lord and Lord I ask you just to help me and help my family help my church and help my country because Lord who I voted for has good intentions but Lord you have all power and Lord you are who I'm voting for no matter what three reminders whoever wins isn't the ultimate answer the Lord's still on the throne and our hope is still in the Lord this morning let's all stand this morning every, every head bowed every